0: You're listening to Out of Nowhere, a series featuring emergent brands with somewhat unexpected origins. Your host is Justin Watkins of Native Digital, a marketing firm specializing in brand messaging and performance media.
1: Let's jump in.
0: The formation of, of 1898 & Co. really started in response to our clients, right? I know the last time we talked, we had mentioned that you know, our clients' world was changing pretty drastically, right? And so as, as they you know as the, the pace of technology continued to increase, you know the way they need to respond as an organization, the way they're, you know, the customers were um, asking them to meet their needs, um, it just required a different a different skill set, frankly. So um, we recognized that you know five, six years ago and you know realized that as our clients were transforming, we too needed to transform alongside of them, and so that was really the impetus of, of what you know ultimately became 1898 and Co. But you know we certainly saw a lot of value in um, clients' need to rely on an, an engineering construction firm, frankly. But but as their needs were evolving, um, looking for you know a different a different skill set, a different type of experience needed to meet the modern day challenges. So you know, 1898 is the year Burns and McDonald was found. So we're, we're very proud of our roots. Um, and in fact, that's, you know, anytime we go to market, we, we we certainly talk about the fact that we're better because we're part of a large AEC organization who understands for over 125 years, you know, the, the challenges, complexities of what it means to design, build, own, operate critical infrastructure. And so we're very proud of that heritage, wanted to take that heritage and then just expand upon that extend upon it if you will um, and and bring forward you know some some creative kind of innovative solutions uh, leveraging technology leveraging you know all things digital as they kind of step into the digital world themselves and so um, you know we feel like we have a pretty compelling market value proposition and something that is is resonating
1: quite frankly with with a lot of our clients one of the things I remember from our last conversation was you said there's slick PowerPoint Decks and then there's operational reality. And obviously you're hinting that your team brings that operational reality. What do you mean by that? What are you what are you seeing firsthand that, that makes you call it out? Yeah, well,
0: it's practical, right? So we're we still very much in our DNA at our core is this engineering discipline and and a passion for making things work. Um, you know, and so we're building upon that and helping, you know, get upstream, help our clients with strategies plans, um, ways they can transform their organizations. But it's, you know, realistic is the best way I can say it. We, we know because we've been doing it for 125 years, what's what's possible, what's a stretch goal, and what's, what's frankly just, just not possible. And so striking that balance of helping push our clients forward, but doing it in ways that
1: they can uh, operationalize the strategies, the plans that we put forward. Yeah. When someone brings your team in and they say, we need to talk to 1898 Co, is it is it a moment where they're proactively planning and they don't yet have a pain point? They're just trying to get ahead of things and do some long distance planning. Or is there like a pain point that they are now in? And yes, they may be making long-term decisions, but they, they're feeling this pain point. Like what, what, is, what is the context when you're getting asked invited yeah. to these conversations? It varies. I
0: mean, I'd say it's it's more um, it's it's less frequent that we're coming in with just a clean slate and say help us. You know, usually there's some kind of north star, some kind of vision, some kind of pain that we're there to solve, right? And so that that kind of manifests itself in in all kind of ways, shapes, and forms. You know, front and center to everything that our clients are doing is really pushing their organizations forward and being an integral part to the clean energy transition. So that's really really the the driver behind just about everything that we do here at 1898 and co is we are helping our clients, meeting them where they're at, right? Some are further along in the journey, some are at the beginning stages. So that, that kind of shapes, you know, the, the types of solutions we need to bring to them, depending on where they're at in their maturity, but it's helping advance not only the organizations, our clients forward, but helping, you know, in turn drive forward the clean energy transition.
1: Yeah. I'm sure this answer is varied and it probably varies from from uh instance to instance. But do you find that there are cases where you come in and they're pretty sophisticated? This is well researched, and you guys are now adding on top of this very well researched and kind of advanced questions that they're asking. Versus are there times where they're like, we're just beginning in this, and there's so many questions that we have. We have not really dug in and we're talking to you very early. Is is are you in both instances or is one more than the other?
0: Yeah, we're on both sides. And you know, a lot of times, you know, the areas that we play is really in you know when when you talk about shaping a strategy or shaping a plan it's it's oftentimes helping a client um again advance their organizations forward in in ways to um leverage the latest and greatest with technology to run a more efficient organization so again a big part of the clean energy transition is getting more efficient with operations so we can bring in a lot of specialists who really understand you know, the latest and greatest in technologies around asset management systems, how they can leverage those to reduce operational costs um, in moving the clean energy you know transition forward. But yes, there's there's some clients that are in the infancy and, and really just need a five, sometimes 10 year roadmap. And that can be all things people process technology, um, depending on, you know, is their organization ready to undertake this transition are they further along? You know, so we, you know, for starting at the very beginning, oftentimes it's an organizational readiness assessment. Do you have the right people, the right culture, the right processes in place to get to where you want to be? So it's, you know, very simply, it's a current state. What's the desired future state? And then a roadmap to get there is usually yeah. the start
1: to most of our engagements. I imagine a lot of this work and, and some of these conversations, you know, they're very logical. They're very well structured, very well thought out there's probably moments where either your team or your, your clients, you know, they can't help but smile because the technology or the solution is just so cool or they just didn't think that was possible or or whatever. Can you think of certain moments where that is the case where it was like, that is that is cool. I can't believe that exists right now.
0: Yeah, all the time. And surprisingly or, or not, it's oftentimes something that's, from our perspective, very simple. So BI, you know, visualization and dashboarding, things that are pretty easy. There's a lot of technologies that are pretty far advanced in that it's just bringing their data to life oftentimes in what, from a technology perspective, you know, pretty simple solutions, but just bringing that to life is something that, you know, they've maybe been flying blind to use a different analogy for some time. And then having them see that in a really short amount of time to me helps, you know, you know, creates that smile that you, that you're talking about helps them kind of light up, helps them say, okay, wow, that's, that helps me out in in meaningful ways. And again, it was pretty simple. So that's, oftentimes that's the start of a longer term relationship is when you can, in a very short amount of time or a very low, low impact, create a lot of change. Right. So that's usually the start of, of a lot of great things to come.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I mean, as a person who recently put solar on his house at a small scale, right? Like just having that app on my phone, it, it is that like whiz bang cool thing that otherwise I never did that before. I never was paying attention to energy usage or cause we weren't creating anything, but uh, I can see how that is the case.
0: Now, you know what you're paying for your energy and you know what you're selling it for too, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Do you, you've done this for a little bit. This is not your first rodeo uh, when you're getting into these conversations. Has, has there been a a change over your career in terms of the pace or the momentum? Do you feel like it's operating at a, is there more hurdles and obstacles in front of you or is there just more technical innovations and more requests? Like, What have you seen uh, as of late? Yeah, I think so. I'll maybe answer that two different ways. Um,
0: the opportunities are still there and growing every day, right? In a lot of ways, the things that we're doing are just, you know, attacking a new market that's been there. We're just a new player in town. Um, and so there's there's just a tremendous amount of growth and opportunity in that. Um, you know, I think you kind of touched on some of the challenges in terms of, you know, impediments to growth. I think a younger version of me all not that long ago, you know, was maybe even more impatient than I am today would just say, there's all this opportunity. Let's go get it. Right. It's very simple. And so, um, you know, one of the challenges that we, we constantly face is growing in a way that is sustainable, responsible, and provides value back to us as shareholders and owners of our company. Right. So very much focused on the people and then the bottom line of the company. And so, Striking that balance between capitalizing on on the opportunity and the, the the demand that's out there, but doing it in a way that doesn't you know uh, go so fast that it topples right. And so uh, that's that that sounds easier than it is right. Understanding where to focus, understanding where we can make the most impact for our clients, um, and then kind of doubling down on that takes takes a lot of uh, discipline. Some rigor and some focus. And so um, that's something that we're constantly working on and have made have made a lot of strides over the last few years. And that will, you know, continue to do so moving forward.
1: One of the things I'm always interested in is to, is to hear how, you know, if you're talking to a potential customer you're invited to this conversation as, as being a solution provider, like how you would present uh basically your elevator pitch, right? Like this is what we, this is who we are, this is what we do. And compare that to either yourself or someone on your team who's talking to someone completely outside of the industry, maybe over drinks or at a family reunion or something like, what do you do? And just hearing how those messages and how you present uh, the brand is different. How would you do that if you're talking to a customer? How would maybe someone on your team do that if they're talking to a friend?
0: Yeah. So when I talk to a client, you know, simply put, 1898 & Co. is a business technology and security solution provider helping the critical infrastructure industries, our customers are in the critical infrastructures industry. So, so they know what that means. And then we can talk about some of the competitors we bump up against to help them get an ideal for, for, for the types of solutions we can bring to the table. When I think about what, you know, how my wife would describe what I do at a cocktail party, she'd say, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, it's, um, she'd probably say helping energy companies around their business and technology problems, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it does change depending on the audience, for sure.
1: Yeah, the more simplified version uh, yeah. always. <laughs> I think that's that's the life of being connected to uh, an engineer or someone in that world is uh, uh, maybe I don't know uh, or a very simplified version of that.
0: I think you're better than you give yourself credit for. You seem, yeah. to, know, you seem to be pretty pretty well up to speed on on what we do.
1: Yeah, it's a fascinating world. Like we like we were talking about earlier, there's so much uh, change uh, from my view, and lots of new solutions out there. And um, and I think people need a guide for that. And I feel like that's a lot of what your team does is is to help evaluate. Hey, this is a good route for you, uh, or this one is really appealing. But we've we've done the work to say that maybe this isn't right for you. And I, I'm imagining that people really value that because uh, of all the different changes and solutions and regulations and investment and time horizons, I think you're probably bringing uh, a clear head to that and some perspective that is really needed, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So we, at the end of the day, we want to be a trusted advisor to our clients, right? I mentioned earlier just how much the world's changing the pace at which it's changing and there's new, new players, new solutions entering the market all the time. So we, you know, it's, it's our job as that trusted advisor to keep up to speed with all the different technologies and solutions that are out there understand the pros and cons and then bring them forward to our clients to ultimately help them, you know, come to the conclusion themselves, but with, with some serious input from from us, from our consultants.
1: When you're in the sort of introduction phase of 1898 and you're explaining, you know, the value that you bring and the expertise that your team has, are there misconceptions that uh your clientele might have about the process, about the way that you approach the work, or just the questions that they're the what they're trying to accomplish? Are there just misconceptions that you run into and try to clear up as best you can?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say misconceptions, but I, I still think a lot of times they think, you know, right or wrong, a lot of our clients differentiate in their mind, you know, consultants, think of the big four consultants, and then AEC organizations, engineering construction firms. And so having that conversation, positioning it correctly is, is something we're doing almost, you know, every day and it's continuing to evolve and resonate with our clients. But yeah, that's, that's, you know, one of the things we make sure we, we talk about is maybe not mention mention them by name when we talk about competitors, but it is, it is a bit of a mindset shift for our clients to think of us in that light. Right. And so, um, yeah, it's something we, we continue to do day in and day out.
1: Yeah, well, you talked about the slick PowerPoint decks earlier, so I think we know where, where you're well, referencing there. We're, we're upping our game on the
0: PowerPoint decks too, but again, the content on the decks uh, is is the difference probably. Uh,
1: yeah, a, a good slide deck makes for a great meeting, but there's not a lot of throughput sometimes, right? So you need people who understand how to execute against a, a good idea.
0: Yeah, people that you got to roll up your sleeves and
1: get stuff done at the end of the day, right? Where would you say since 1898 um, – officially started as a group where would you say you're at on this journey as 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 kind of leading this charge would you say it's early days would you say that this is we're just getting started do you see this as the way you function and and the way you bring value to your clients do you see that as a trend that the industry is going to pick up there's going to be also you know people who are kind of functioning similar to that what do you think yeah.
0: I, so we're about six years on this journey, I'll say. And, you know, I, I mentioned this at our, at our uh, practice meetings, we have a lot that we're proud of. We've, we've grown significantly. We've deepened our deepened capabilities across the board. We've experienced significant growth, you know, we've almost quadrupled in that six years. And then I'll say, but we're also just getting warmed up. I mean, again, we've learned so much over the last six years. Um, what resonates with clients, what doesn't, you know, what we should be focusing on. I mentioned that before focus is a big key of ours. And, and again, I've gained an appreciation in my time as the leader of this group to, to recognize that, you know, I'm an impatient person by nature. I kind of alluded to this earlier, good things take time to mature. And so there's things you put in place. It's been now, you know, three, four years ago that really just now are starting to gain a lot of traction and momentum. And so, that's, again, a, a benefit of being a part of a privately empl- privately owned, employee owned company. You know, we talk about this a lot, um, and it, but it's absolutely true. The fact that we can take the long view and make strategic plays right now that will resonate today and, you know, 20 years from now, but giving them the time and space to mature and grow is, is vitally important. Um, so, yeah, six years in, a lot of traction, a lot to be proud of. But I would say we're, we're just getting warmed up in a lot of respects.
1: You know, and I think I have to assume that your customer base can feel that because the world celebrates these quick wins and these quick rises. Um, but we're, t- we're talking about uh, recommendations. I mean, the solutions that you provide, the recommendations you make, those are not quick. Those are not necessarily meant to be just quick overnight things. These are long-term investments. So it feels like just building on a solid foundation always make a recommendations on the same thing. I would think that that would mean a lot to the client, although it may not be as sexy from the outside, as glamorous as, as others who want to burn hot and fast, but that's also very unsteady.
0: It it is unsteady. And, And I think, you know, the client base we serve generally has an appreciation for the long view as well. And it's, it's one of those things you can probably relate as a business owner. When you're in the grind day in and day out, you're doing all the right things. You have good days, you have bad days but you're growing every step of the way. It's oftentimes not till years or even a decade or two later when you can look back and say, my goodness, look at how far we've come. Right. So we certainly have those moments internally with our employee owners, but then also with our clients as well, to see the progress that we've been a part of. And that's one of the most fulfilling parts of my job is to, to see our clients grow and succeed and, and make the the changes that ultimately have a, a positive impact on on their
1: customers is is really uh, a very rewarding experience. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you're speaking to the name of this podcast we we hear people say, "Oh, you're these guys are came out of nowhere, they're overnight success," and they're like, "This is my 12th year. This has been <laughs> yeah. brick by brick," uh, yep. which is often the case, right? If that is, yeah. I
0: think society, for whatever reason, has a fascination on thinking, "Yeah, people come out of nowhere," and uh, that's that's almost never the case.
1: If you, if you were to pull some of your uh, clientele and you said, how would you describe 1898? I often like to hear the words that they use compared to the words that the internal team uses, right? And sometimes they sync up and sometimes they don't. But mm-hmm. the, the way that posi- how you position yourself to them versus how they perceive you after they've experienced that, are there certain words that they're going to use if they're describing 19, 1898? Is it, yeah. Is it expertise? Is it efficiency? Is it long-term? Is it reliability? Is it like, what are the words that they're using? I'd say smart, curious, full of grit, get stuff done.
0: Probably yeah. put on the top of mind when I think about from a customer's lens, you know, and in relative to some of our competitors, you know, we, we pride ourselves on being able to solve complex problems. So we're naturally curious, you know, seekers and everything that we do. We're continuous learners. And we really are passionate about solving our clients' most challenging problems. Um, And then the the grit would be, again, kind of speaks to having that kind of engineering in our DNA, kind of the mud on our boots, so to speak, is we roll up our sleeves and help our clients get stuff done.
1: Yeah. It feels like, it's a one-two punch, right? Like you've got to have the right strategy and the right viewpoint expertise and you can get that elsewhere. Probably you can get something like that elsewhere, but can you get it with the execution and they're going to do what they're going to say they're do aspect of it. It feels like that's a great combination that probably I'm sure is appreciated. It is.
0: Yeah. And again, that's, that's one of our big value propositions that we're taking to market. And And again, it's resonating because it's not just lip service. It's there's, um, there's, there's something unique about coupling business and technology minded individuals with the deep domain expertise of people who intimately understand the critical infrastructure industries and marrying those two
1: up really, I think, is, is where the magic happens. So if you guys are continue to have this success, what do you think beyond this benefiting you and your team, benefiting your client base can everyday people benefit from the work that you're doing? Is there is there an impact that goes beyond just these two groups and into society? Are there things that, you know, everyday people can benefit because you have made these, this progress?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why we do what we do is, is, again, keeping that long-term impact in mind. And the work that we do is, again, helping helping provide a cleaner, brighter future for the communities that we serve how that resonates with the average everyday consumer. I mean, you kind of touched on it, just having solar panels on your roof, right? And the way you now interact with your utility company is very different than how it used to be. Those are all parts of ways we're helping our clients, certainly our utility clients, think about the customer, help them create solutions that resonate with their customer, their customer's ever-changing needs. And that's continuously evolving and and will continue to to
1: evolve at... at, uh, new new paces moving forward that's cool you mentioned some of the rewarding parts of this have there been uh, you know you talked about the past few years is there anything that's been a big surprise to you like you know if you had told me then at the beginning of this journey like i wouldn't have believed you type things
0: on the good side or the bad side
1: (laughs) well either one depends (laughs)
0: Yeah, for, for me, what's been very rewarding, and again, it's it's about six years, but I talk about the impact that the work that we do makes, not only in the communities that we serve, that's obviously very rewarding, but on the people, both on the client side and then with, with my teams as well. So when we, when we get it right, when we provide valuable solutions that um, ultimately make our clients successful, they in turn, and I've, I've got a number of cases of this, where the people we work hand in hand with have career advancement opportunities, get that promotion, right? To me, that's extremely fulfilling and rewarding and a big part of the why behind what we do in addition to, you know, the, the impact that it makes on the communities that we serve. Um, and then internally as well, I've, in in six, you know, relatively short years, just seen so many people, you know, growth creates opportunity, right? And so we've been growing, which is great um, to see people stretch, grow, uh, get those promotions be able to better provide for themselves for their loved ones again and the impact that has on them and our team uh again it, it for me is, is is what fills my tank you know what kind of makes it all makes
1: the journey all worthwhile very cool chris if people are wanting to know a little bit more about 1898 and co uh from an employment standpoint you know further in their career or even as a solution or just to hear more about what we're talking about would you point them to the website, social, LinkedIn, or would you point them? Uh, I'd start the
0: website. I've recently revamped, 1898andco.com. is a great source that talks about who we are, what we do, why it matters, all the good things. And then, yeah, we've got active social channels as well. LinkedIn being the one I use the most and am most familiar with. But, uh, yeah, there's, all, there's no shortage of information out there.
1: Awesome. Chris, appreciate the time. This has been good stuff. Hey everyone, we've learned a lot from this podcast series and we put the good stuff in a handful of PDF frameworks. It's topics like messaging, channel strategy, and market fit. You can grab them at nativedigital.com slash resources.